Hey everyone, it is Kevin Henry. I'm the Editor-in-Chief for DrByCuspid.com and I am thrilled to be on today. We are kicking off a new series uh, focusing on research that is being done by Synchrony and Care Credit that's going to help dental practices understand a little bit more about what is going on in the industry overall. And I'm really excited about this. Uh, joined today by Dr. Brian Harris. Uh, he is a, a dentist in the Phoenix area. Also on with Synchrony's Matt Muscolo. Glad to have you both on today. Thanks so much for joining. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thank you. So I know today we're going to be talking about the February 2023 Synchrony Dental Lifetime of Care study that came out. Uh, and Care Credit is a Synchrony solution. Uh, so, And I know, obviously, you both are very familiar with that. And we want to make sure that our audience is familiar as well. But Matt, let's start with the research here from this Lifetime of Care study. And why did Synchrony and Care Credit really get involved with this? Yeah, thanks for the question. Frankly, we know you know cost has you know, always been a barrier to care and dentistry, but to the surprise of no one, things continue to get more expensive, rising costs continue to impact consumers' pocketbooks, which inevitably means tougher decisions on where to spend those ever-tightening budgets, right? And the cost of dental care has not been immune to that affordability squeeze. So uh, Synchrony has the leading financial services provider in the dental space really wanted to gather insights and cut to some of the various factors impacting the cost of dental care um, and how those factors and costs affect a patient's dental care decisions. Um, long story short, we wanted to better understand how those rising out-of-pocket costs are preventing patients uh, from accessing the dental care they need. Because uh, not only when patients aren't able to afford the dental care they want, uh, dentists are impacted too, right? Either by delayed time to payment, shrieking patient pools, right? Just adding to the stress of, of the practice's financial health. So we wanted to, as care credit, provide awareness and insights uh, to help practices educate patients. Uh, so ultimately, we believe the Dell teams are on those front lines and are instrumental in, in, in patient education. And Dr. Harris, I know you are one of those practice owners that can be impacted by this. So why is this study important to you and to other practice owners out there? I think as a practice owner, you know, I can speak for, for dentists in general. We've always kind of known that cost is probably one of those barriers that keep people from getting treatment that they really need and want. Um, but it was eye-opening to to see the results of the study and to really know now, like, how much of a barrier it really is and and why people, you know, come in to the practice, like, needing and wanting certain procedures, but end up leaving and not moving forward with treatment um, and, you know, how that impacts them returning for hygiene. And so I just think the it, it's important for us to, to now really know for certain that it is a concern. Now we can better know how to, to approach it when, when we do talk to our patients about, about their treatment. And we're going to make sure that the study is available. Uh, it'll be on drbycuspid.com, easily linkable. We'll make sure it's also available through the show notes of this podcast so you can find it. Because we talked about, Matt, a minute ago, the why of the study. But I want to know the what now. What are some of those key findings that really jumped out to you and the other folks in Synchrony whenever this came back? Yeah. Look, the research returned a lot of great information um, regarding some of those factors we mentioned impacting the cost and, and, and moving forward with treatment acceptance. But but I think viewers and the people we most interested in what we effectively call our big four takeaways. Uh, so the first and foremost, what we call our, our general care spend. Um, 
the reality is that the average out-of-pocket costs uh, for adults at age 20 to 79 is $51,000. Uh, when you talk about a couple or families, that number increases to $95,000 know, plus. Uh, second is, is specialized care. So those numbers I just gave you, they do include dental premiums, uh, but they don't include uh, specialized or, or complex care, things like implants, veneers, orthodontics, or even you know, geriatric dentistry for, for the aging demographics. Um, third, uh, what we call our attitude on affordability. So 58% of respondents, uh, believe that dental care is not affordable. Right? So that's a material number. And not surprisingly, unfortunately, that number jumps to 75% for respondents out insurance. Right? So this is this general view that, that dentistry is not affordable, uh, give account of the, the costs that are out there. And then the fourth thing, how do we maybe, you know, start to combat some of that is around what we call education and awareness, Right. So only 30% of those surveyed said they found understanding dental health expenses easy, right? So there's this kind of concept of, of complexity out there uh, that we need to kind of overcome, uh, you know, for the bulk, right? 70% that, that are indicating that they're not easy to understand. And and then even just awareness of benefits, right? We found that only one out of two respondents will even knew what their annual maximum was when they had insurance. So understanding what, what, what the costs are, uh, understand their attitudes on affordability and how we help them kind of overcome that or educate them and, and, you know, make them aware of additional options that they, that they have to kind of overcome some of those costs. So Dr. Harris, I'll flip it back on you because we heard some of the numbers, we heard some of the misconceptions and maybe some of the, the worries that are out there as a dentist, what does this mean to you? Well, I'm not surprised by it. You know, I, I, I think that, the, what it really means is that we as doctors need to be aware that it's a concern and we need to have a good game plan as it relates to patient financing in the practice. I think oftentimes, it, sometimes it, it just ends up being something that we talk about if and only if, you know, they they don't move forward with treatment or they decide that, that financially, you know, it's not a possibility, like then maybe we'll bring up financing where Reality is it should be a part of every conversation. It should be a part of that treatment presentation part of the conversation where it's like, hey, you know, these are the things that we do recommend. And here's your different ways of paying for that. And and make that that conversation of finance is just part of the everyday process that we go through Yeah. Brian, well well said, right? I think I think preparation is critical, right? Think about it. People don't think twice about saving for mortgages, vacations, tuition, retirement, right? But when it comes to, to dental care, clearly we're falling a bit short. Uh, you know, the, the survey also told us that you know 46% of respondents said they weren't ready uh, you know, to pay for their largest out-of-pocket dental expenses, whether that's exams, implants, right? You name it. They're just not prepared. They're not saving. Uh, three out of four actually indicated they don't actively save for dentistry and out, out of the minority that do, frankly, they're not saving enough, right? They're only saving on average about $648, which isn't going to be enough to inevitably pay for the the care they need. So I'm hearing a lot about patient behavior in here right now, uh, whenever it comes to fears, holding on to money, you know, being afraid to go to the dentist, whatever it might be. Is that, is it about patient behavior? Yeah. I think unfortunately the behavior is what you'd expect, right? When, when people inevitably can't afford treatment, they, they don't move forward. Uh, so again, 92% of those that surveyed, indicated they either have or would consider holding off on, on gentle dentistry care because of cost. 
Um, I think maybe even more scary is that 83% said they would consider holding off on emergency care because of cost, right? Inevitably, these are patients probably in in pain or 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 at least with you know some impact to their daily quality of life. And so, you know, almost 85% are able to move forward. So those are big numbers. So it's it's really important that people, you know, again, educate themselves and prepare themselves for these expenses that are that are inevitably coming. Yeah, and, and Matt, that doesn't surprise me just because, you know, we see it where people will, they'll be in pain or they they actually have an issue. They come in, you know, they go through the whole process of sitting through the consult, like they come and listen to their options and then they leave and and oftentimes do nothing. And, you know, I've, I've always said confused consumers do nothing. And so when there's confusion around what's recommended or confusion around how to pay for what's recommended, it's not like they're leaving the practice and then going somewhere else and going through that whole thing again. No, they, they just end up doing nothing. And I would, I'd be interested to know like what, what that leads to. Do we, do we have any, any numbers in the studies about like, you know, the, by not doing anything, by being confused and moving forward with nothing, you know, what that ultimately leads to in, in the role of our healthcare. Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's fair. I think confusion around not only the cost, but 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 how to pay then to move forward with care, because um, we saw a cost impacting decision making, you know, across the board. Uh, throw some numbers at you. So, thirteen percent indicated they chose a a less costly option instead of the treatment they needed. Right. So, you're well aware that's only going to cause you know issues down the road. Seventeen percent respondents ignored a recommended procedure altogether. Uh, right, which again. <laughs> Not, not good for their oral or, or overall health. Um, and again, 29% respondents delayed care because of cost, right? All of which impact not only the patient, you know, again, but as we've discussed, also the practice. So gentlemen, I know we've talked about cost so far. We've talked about the money side of the equation, but I know that there's also the variables of fear on the patient side and time on the patient side. And I'm curious, did these come up in the study as well, or was it mostly focused on the money side? Yeah, those those other factors came came up in the in in the survey. Although uh, respondents indicated those factors may not be as big as you might think, um, about nine percent uh, kind of fell in the what I'll call my my my, my son's uh, category, which is a fear of, of visiting the dentist, and then another nine percent indicated they didn't visit because of time, right? But but what that does mean is that leaves cost as as the predominant remaining factor there. Right, so seventy-three percent of respondents said that they visited their their dentist in the past twelve months. Great, but but probably probably know what we should be looking at, right? Um, and really, those that didn't visit indicated that expense was was the main reason that impacted their decision to either visit or or not visit the dentist. Um, so again, there's definitely some other factors out there that we need to kind of account for. But um, you know, the, the survey definitely indicated that cost is the main main barrier to to engaging patients and getting them to move forward with the with the care they want and that they need. So Dr. Harris asking you a question. It, we're hearing these numbers, we're hearing these findings. What what can be done in, in your opinion? Uh, other dentists, other team members who are listening to this, what can they do to help get those dental patients the care that they need? I think ultimately it comes down to just everybody having a really good understanding of what the study means. And you know, having just policies and places in the practice where you just, you talk openly about it with your patients. You know, I, I envision it at every new patient visit, for example, 
you know, sometime during that visit, there should be a conversation of, hey, you know, one of the things that we recognize is that, you know, taking good care of your oral health really is an investment. And and we don't want it to be a surprise type of investment to where, you know, we're only having these conversations about about finances when when something surprises you and you have to get something taken care of. Like we would love to help you understand the best way to plan for your oral health on an ongoing basis. And so this is what it could look like. These are how your benefits help you if you do have insurance. This is what happens if treatment is recommended that necessarily isn't covered by benefits and how patient financing really plays a part. And, you know, this is how you on your own can maybe prepare for these types of things by just having having a little bit set aside each month so that if there are surprises, you're prepared for it. So I think I think it's more a matter of just talking about it as opposed to shying away from the conversation. I think it's easier sometimes just to not talk about the money because, you know, it's it, it can be awkward at times. But but I think if you just yeah. attack it head on, I'm like, no, this is just the reality of of your care and we're here to help you ever step of the way. And I love that you use the word surprises because I know that that's something that not a lot of us are fans of surprises, you know, whatever that might be. So Matt, how, how from your side of things do, do dentists, do Dell team members help take that surprise away from the patient? Yeah, I, I think just kind of making it a general part of, of the day, right? Everything that you do day in and day out, removing that kind of taboo. If there is kind of, as Dr. Brian mentioned, around talking about money, um, it's not about always talking about money. It's talking about their ability to move forward with care. I think if you put it in that context, it's a more natural kind of conversation to have, right? And I think as we discussed, planning is key. Um, you know, Dr. Brian also mentioned kind of understanding existing benefits that they have. So certainly that's a big piece of it. Um, but with, with costs still kind of being the, the primary issue, the study also indicated to us that patients want to better understand kind of the, the, the plethora of all their different kind of options to pay for care. Um, for example, we found that, that close to 60% of respondents indicated that they would you know, definitely choose a, a payment option that provided predictable equal payments, right? Something as an alternative to make it more affordable than just simply you know, using their, their general purpose debit or, or, or credit card. Right. Again, people, I think, understand the concept of, of financing when it comes to, again, buying a car. No one can help, you know, not everyone can afford $40,000 know, up front, but they can afford three or $400 a month. Right. So, again, understanding what other options are out there to break down the cost. So, again, they can move forward with, with the care they need. I think, I think that's what's, you know, what's critical. Yeah. I think it comes down to, you know, just make it easy for your patients to work with you and to get the care they need and want. I think we unintentionally make it really difficult for our patients sometimes to to get the care that they really deserve because we we put up these barriers and and it's unintentional, but we put up barriers around cost, around financing, around um, around the options they really have because you know we may think it, it muddies the waters to to talk too much about it, where I think just on the front end, having a, a, a plan in place with your team, like this is how we talk about cost of treatment. This is how we talk about financing. And really in the end, if you do that, everybody wins, right? Patients end up getting the care they deserve. The, the doctor and the team ends up being able to provide the care that they know their patients need. 
And, you know, in, in the end, it's, it's just, it's best for, for everybody involved. Well, as I said, we're going to make sure that we have a link to the study. We're going to make sure that you can get access to report, uh, whether you're getting this through drbycuspid.com, whether you're getting this through the show notes of this podcast. But Matt, I know that there is a website uh, where this can be accessed as well. So I'll give you an opportunity to plug that. Yeah, I, I would encourage everyone to, to go to either carecreditor.com or specifically uh, dentallighttimeofcare.com is where you'll find uh, the research and, and the study uh, findings specifically. Gentlemen, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the time today. I enjoyed the conversation. Likewise. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you. And as I mentioned, this is the start of a monthly series that we're having here on drbycuspid.com. I'm super excited about that. Next month, we're going to be talking about a study from Synchrony. It's called InSync, and it's about consumers that track uh, consumer sentiment on saving and spending. I've already had a little sneak peek of it. And I promise you, you're going to want to know more about this and learn from it. But until then, Kevin Henry, the editor-in-chief for Dr. Mike Cuspin, signing off and wishing you nothing but success ahead.